All right. Hello. Hello. Out, everyone out there in Twitch and podcast land, how are you? I am SoloBase15 here with my good friend Zareth. We are here to talk about what every single other streamer and podcaster is talking about today. And that's Grand Arena, obviously. Uh, hey, it's our it's our match. Every single person is talking about how you and I got paired up in Grand Arena. And you, you might think that that's us uh, just talking, like hy- hyperbolically speaking, but it's true. Every <laughs> No, not everyone, but... Uh, that was an exciting thing that happened this week. For those of you who don't know, who just listened to the podcast, uh, don't don't follow our uh, Twitch or anything. Solo and I did just randomly. We didn't try. In fact, we would actively try to avoid it if we could, I think. Yes, um, yes, we would. <laughs> and um, we, we got paired in GAC, uh, first round and everything. It was like no prep. It was just like, go, prepare your anus. And... <laughs> And so we we prepared as best we could. Um, it was, but, and now that that is honestly overshadowed by the fact that we have a new shiny game mode that everyone wants to play. And I don't know, we'll see, we'll have to discuss. I'm interested to know, is it going to be long lived? Are people going to be super interested in it for a long time? Yeah, I don't know uh I, I just don't know because at what point does this just become oh i'm doing the hard nodes every two weeks like it that it's i don't know we'll see um the good thing about this mode is a lot of the teams you're facing are somewhat similar to the teams you're going to face in grand arena um uh, you know, sometimes the JTR team you face has the Hero Bros. Sometimes it has Stickray and Resistance Trooper. But at least they're somewhat related. Um, I think I enjoyed my first run through through the first two sectors because I did do the first two sectors today. All it took was three fifty crystal refreshes. I learned the hard way about data cards and that they don't expire. Um, I w- on my main account, I saved them because I'm like, oh, I need to save these for the harder battles. Um, and so Sector 2 was much harder than when I did it with my alt and I had all the data cards equipped. So learn that lesson, folks. Apply your data cards when you get them. I don't know. I, I think it is an interesting game mode. I just don't know how you keep it interesting for six months to a year. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I said this before just in person or in private solo, but I'll say it again for the benefit of those, um, for those who weren't privy to our, to our stimulating mm-hmm. conversation. Um, like it to me, it just seems like it's. I mean, literally, uh, I think that it's just grant or galactic challenges for like a campaign mode for galactic challenges. That's that's what I think it is. That's well, and that's what they said. Because um, if you remember way back when galactic challenges came out, or it might have been in November after they were changed a little bit, they said, "Hey guys, in February we're doing something different with these galactic challenges." And that's what this game mode is. 
now they didn't get rid of the galactic challenges so now we have both but this is basically the next extension off of the galactic challenges that they promised to us back in sometime in the fall i I don't remember exactly what date it was um so that that is exactly what it is i can tell you the hardest team i think i faced in my run today was a karth team because of the modifiers that were on the nodes and we were still in you know sector two i was like yeah they're they're nothing. They're not geared up. I'm not going to read the modifiers, and then I should have read the modifiers. Um, but these are these are just the galactic challenges. Now there's just a string of nine to ten of them in a row. Yeah. I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest here, Solo. <laughs> I am already bored to death of galactic challenges. I. I yeah. I don't find them interesting. Like people call them a cash grab, you know, like, oh, they're just forcing us to, to engage by, you know, by making us, you know, by use by the newest character, make sure we have Beskar where we're not included, etc. And I mean, I agree actually. Like, <laughs> like I think that that's, that's, what it is in some ways, but I, I don't care about that. I, I care about like, sometimes I have to spend a lot of time and effort a, a, on it. Like it, sometimes it's like, how the hell do you kill three guys at the same time with Supreme Leader Kylo? Like sometimes you can, and sometimes it just sucks. Like sometimes I, I spent like, like 20 minutes last night trying to figure out just the right combination of trying to get it on tier six finally did it almost by accident. And I was like, so relieved. I was like, okay, good. I don't have to do this anymore for three days or four, however, whatever the spacing is. Like, I I don't want to turn this into like a complain fest about galactic challenges, but if I have to spend a huge amount of time doing this every day, I, I think I might be a little irritable actually. Like I already, I can already tell you my alt is probably just going to do normal mode and mail it in. Like, (laughs) I doubt that I'm going to actually engage that much. Well, I'll be honest with you. Your alt probably won't be able to do more than normal mode anyway. Um, just because you are at the lower end of Division One for Grand Arena. So I doubt you're going to want to do hard anyway, because even in Sector 2, you could feel the difficulty ramping up. And yes, yes, I know. I didn't put the data cards because I'm an idiot. Um, but if that's sector two, I can imagine sector five of normal is going to be, you know, a much higher difficulty level. And if you don't have the galactic legends, it'll be uh, much more, much, much more difficult. Um, so your alt probably will just do that. My alt can do it. Here's, here's the good thing. And I don't want to make this all, like you said, complaining because this is what a lot of the community asked for. They asked for a way that forces them to use their roster. So CG gave them a mode with stamina. So you can't just use the same team on every node. Um, But at the same time, they put it out over 14 days and they have, basically you can, your team refreshes from one battle every five hours. 
Now, obviously, somebody's not going to play this every five hours, but if you are, if you have two strong teams, you can probably beat this in 14 days that they have it. So if you're like me and you want to buy the 350 crystal refreshes, you can finish sector two with all the feats by the end of day one, hell within like four hours of it opening up. But if you want to play it free to play and you only want to do five fights a day, you can still complete uh, the entire game mode. So I think, I think CG took the time commitment into advisement when they did this. Um, I do, I do like a lot of this. Um, I just don't like, like the normal battles, you don't have these feats that you're complaining about. So 90% of the battles, you don't have to worry about killing three people in one go or doing a hundred K damage on one hit. Um, it's the boss nodes. So five times in this, you are going to have to do like remove 500% turn meter, you know, in the fight or kill three people in one shot or do uh, complete the battle without you without using more than 10 specials. So those boss nodes are going to be what I curse the most. That's, that's what I'm going to curse the most. The, the rest of the nodes, quite honestly, they're just, they're just fights. It's kind of, I kind of do like the puzzle of, do I use troopers on this node when I might need them on the next node and my stamina won't be healed up? Um, you know, Oh, a JTR team. Do I just use Padme here? But then in the end you need Padme. Like I, I do kind of like that puzzle. It's definitely a game mode that's built. The more planning you do, the easier it's going to get done. But then again, I have to plan for Grand Arena every other day and I have to fight Grand Arena every other day. So how much planning am I actually going to put into it? Oh, well, <clears throat> okay. So, I mean, I have, I have all these opinions and I mean, it's like <laughs> anyone can have opinions, so whatever, but uh, I have a podcast, so I'm allowed to say things about, <laughs> about what I think. And, um, uh, okay. So so we, we've talked a bit about how 3v3 is not designed around uh, around this game. Like the, the game isn't balanced around 3v3 is, is what yeah. I mean to say. And I, I kind of, so, I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I, that's, that's a thing I say, you know, and it's not just you. And <clears throat> how is this any different? This is just artificial rules forcing me to do things that I don't necessarily want. It's like, I want to take five people and the game says, no, you have to take three. And, uh, you know, like that's 3v3 in a nutshell. And uh, Conquest is like, I want to use my specials. And the game says, no, you can use two specials the whole battle or you don't get the prize. Like to me, it's, it's, a, it's a very similar principle. Like, you know, we, we have these cool rosters and I know that it, it's a theory crafter that people are saying it's theory crafting paradise. Look at, look at all my really awesome, badass uh, tokens and whatever, whatever they're called. I've barely played it by the way, guys, I have played it a little bit, uh, but like, I, I just, 
I fail to see how it's much different in that way. Like it's still, it's still them like rebalancing and restructuring the game from like their own standpoint from, from the way they want to do things. I, I don't know, but maybe that that's probably the, like the grouchiest thing I've said about this game for a while. <laughs> that, that very well might be uh, King Grouch coming out tonight, but um, I don't know. I, I We'll see how it goes. The other thing is right now we're in normal and the fights aren't a challenge. Like I, you know, anything, anytime that there isn't a challenge, it just, it's not going to be interesting. Um, So maybe when we get to the hard mode and it's not just, okay, I can use each GL three times in this sector before the stamina is too much and I'm done. And you actually have to think about it. I wonder if it gets more fun then. Then we have to memorize rules. Then we have to be like, what? What arbitrary thing are we doing? Like, are, are all the Imperial troopers reviving whenever they, you know, like, do we just like hit the reset button on squads every time? Like, you can't actually kill anyone. Like, you know, we have to memorize these different uh, effects that, that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me resenting the fact that I have to learn more. <laughs> I think it might be that because I will say this is what a lot of people asked for. Um, this It's not sandbox mode, but this is there is a large section of the community, believe it or not, that doesn't like PVP. So <laughs> this is what a, a large section of the community asked for. So... so just to be real clear for people, I don't begrudge anyone an awesome game mode. If this is an awesome game mode and you enjoy the heck out of it, I am genuinely so happy for you. Like, and and furthermore, I hope that I end up really liking it. <laughs> like, I've never understood how, you know, like I, at one point I said, I was like, like, I hate mushrooms. I, I just, I can't, can't stomach them, can't deal with it. Like, just totally repulsive to me. And I, I've said before, I'm like, I wish I liked them and people like give me weird looks. And I'm like, like, why wouldn't I want to like, <laughs> instead of like going to someone's house and like, we're having mushrooms. And I'm like, well, you're going to like me less. Cause I'm not going to eat your stuff. <laughs> you know, like, I'd love to see you say that <laughs> walk into somebody's <laughs> house. Sorry. You're going to hate me today, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like that's, that's like the really, the really abridged version of it. But I mean, yeah. and don't normally, I mean, it, you can usually get get by. I just, I, I, I hope I like it. I just right now. Here, here's the thing. I think I think really the very underlying factor, the the baseline for me is, I I'm feeling the crunch of time. I've already felt the crunch of time, and this, this like we still can't like if they could just give us like a sim button for something else to, to alleviate. Let me see yeah. assault battles. Sure, That's sure. True. Assault battles or, or arena battles. Like <laughs> if you beat the same guy like twenty times, just let me sim him from now on until a new meta starts or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like just, just. Uh, anyways, I, I think, I think really. That's probably what's making the most me the most grumpy because I already don't have time. I have three accounts, 
And all three of those accounts are important for various content creation aspects. And it's going to be very difficult for me to keep up. In fact, it will probably be impossible. If this, uh, if you have three accounts, this will be very difficult. I will say when it comes to the time constraints. So, you know, I have two accounts and I specifically refreshed on both accounts today because, well, I had time today, so I, I could refresh. Um, but I think if you get to the weekends and each day you do one account and you just refresh like 50 crystal, 50 crystal, 50 crystal, get your three refreshes out, do two full sectors, you can basically skip every other day and just not do this, which I think might help, <laughs> especially in your case. Um, for people with one account, I don't think this is going to overload them with time. Um, the problem, I, I hope not. Yeah, I, it, it shouldn't because I did two accounts. I did two full sectors and it took me an hour to do two full sectors on both accounts combined. So if you just do your daily energy, which is like four fights, it's not going to take you more than 15 minutes. So we'll see. I, I mean, we will, uh, this is, you know, the first, literally the first day we're what, not even, we're 10 hours into this. We'll see sure. how we feel in two weeks. Okay. So, okay, all right. So here, let, let's take it a different direction. So let, let's just say people in chat are telling me I'm crazy because it's not taking too much time. And I'm, I'm, I'm very open to that. I am. I, if I'll, I feel like I'm pretty good at admitting when I'm wrong, actually. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'll have an initial impression and then I can be wrong. I, that, that works. When I'm not wrong, like about Night Sisters, then I won't, then I'm not going to just admit it arbitrarily. But um, uh, here, Here's the other, here's the other aspect, guys. So, so Sith uh, Triumvirate Raid was, was pretty interesting uh, for a while. And then it got solved and it was easy and it, then it became a chore. Um, yeah. And th there have been a number of other, of other game modes that were PVE that, you know, like, like I actually, I remember when I first started, I loved, I like, I'd, I'd wait till like midnight, like back when I wasn't a content creator and I actually got sleep. I, uh, <laughs> Like I'd stay up till reset so that I could do, I was like super, super excited to play the game. I wanted to play Galactic War. I wanted to, you know, like, and all these PVE things, the thing that has made GAC interesting and just like continuously uh, resilient and territory wars to some degree has been the fact that players and their ingenuity have been the things that have kept the game, kept the modes going. Like GAC is always interesting because everyone's got a different take on what they should do. They've got a different priority on what kind of things they want to achieve in the game. And so some people are going to have General Skywalkers first. Some people are going to have, you know, uh, Darth Revan first or whatever. Um, and some people want a lot of offense, defense, etc. Um, this this mode, I. I think, and this isn't me necessarily being skeptical. I, I'll just say without the devs consistently providing some kind of input, this game mode could get stale pretty quick. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's basically what I led off with of it's fun today. Will it be fun in six months? 
That's that's the true question. In six months, are we going to be saying, we did this already. Can we just have a sim? You know, does it become the new assault battles where it it's just not, well, I shouldn't say it's not worth the time. It's, it's not exciting during the time. Um, so I don't know that answer, but that, that was my biggest fear of playing through this of in six months when I have to do this, am I actually going to want to do it or am I going to put it off as long as possible and then curse at myself because it's like 2 a.m. on the last night and like, oh, I got to get this done. I just, I need these slicing materials, um, you know, so we'll see. I, I will say the rewards, I am looking forward to those. If you get the red prize box or whatever whatever they call it, I don't remember what, even for normal, the red prize box is giving you, you know, slicing materials and G12 plus pieces and G12 pieces and injector pieces. Like you are going to get decent rewards for doing this. Like you can slice five, six E mods with the red the red uh prize crate from this five of them five um so it's not like galactic challenges where it's like all right here's your two and you're done when you start adding up what is it in the you get to two from galactic challenges each galactic challenge so that's four a week so that's eight from galactic challenges in two weeks plus you get five from just doing normal here that's slicing 13 mods every two weeks. That's that's a lot of slicing that you're going to start to get doing with your mods. And bringing it into the interesting portion of this, once you can start slicing every one of your mods, basically, it's really going to let you focus in on, rather than chasing speed, you know, oh man, I have this arrow that has these great secondary stats. I'm not going to do it right now because of, you know, I I need to chase speed. I need my Galactic Legend faster. My Jedi Master Luke has to go first. My Supreme Leader Kylo needs to hit 580 speed. You know, I can't afford to do these. When you're doing 13 every two weeks, (laughs) you can go after that fun arrow with the secondaries and chase offense percentage, or you can go after that crit damage triangle that already hit speed five times, but like, man, there's an offense secondary that if this thing hits, it's going to look great. So adding these rewards into the game, um, maybe it does become worth the time, even if it is repetitive. Well, yeah. And, and good rewards will, good rewards will price me in most likely. Um, Potentially at least we'll, we'll just have to see. Um, I feel skeptical right this moment, but that doesn't have to continue. Yeah. We'll, we'll just see. Um, I, I do just think that I also, <laughs> I struggle with, I just, I, I'm, I'm a struggle, uh, struggle bus today apparently, but um, yeah, like I, I just, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be like the, the most exciting, but we, we, we could just, we can just let it, let it, uh, it's like you said, I'm being a little reactionary and I can recognize that, um, you know, I, I'm fine with just, just waiting for a week. 
Yeah, we might come back here next week and say, man, I finished in three days. That wasn't that bad. I'm getting the red prize box. Um, or we could come in and say, God, this is awful. So uh, we will see how the rest of the sectors uh, go on this. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, I think. the I do think, so... You, you say you say that about the um, the prize box giving us lots of cool stuff, and I agree. Like it, it does look very promising and awesome. I just, I mean, it also devalues the galactic challenges a little bit. So it means what what are they going to do to keep galactic challenges spicy? Uh, if we're just doing this, and and also what does it lead to? Like eventually, you know, they make all these things. They make all these things uh, much more uh, accessible. Like, is our seven dot mods? How how close to we are? How close are we to seven dot? Probably not too close, but yeah. that's what it makes me think of. Like, we're taking the next step toward more like broader availability to progression, and that's uh, you know that that eventually leads to more progression. <laughs> that it does. That it does. Though I was just thinking the other day. We need more progression on our rosters. I will curse the day it comes a ton because I don't want a bunch of R7. I don't want a bunch of R7 characters, let alone R8 characters. But, I mean, I'm at, what, 120-something, 130-something G13 at this point. And it's like, I'm going to run out of characters to G13 by the end of the year. Like, I'm going to start gearing Bodie up just because I can basically um so and by the end of the year that's a bit of an exaggeration I don't actually mean that people but there is a time in the near future that I'm going to have my entire roster at least gear 12 um that's a lot of kairos for gear 13 but they need to give us something to advance our rosters because if I'm this close, the people that are spending like ridiculous amounts of money have got to be bored real soon um, because it is a collector game. At the end of the day, it's also a collection game. And if you have nothing left to connect, collect, why play the game? Oh, and that's true too. I mean, so far, I've been surprised. There's the two latest progression methods have not really been monetized. Like you could argue the Galactic Challenges is monetized just in the sense that you had to unlock Bando to, to be able to get the max prize box and all of that. But uh, I mean, that wasn't really monetized. Like the prizes weren't, you were really falling that far behind if you got everything but the the bando yeah. rewards um and then and then they have monetized the relic eight stuff a little bit but not as much as a lot of whales would want i think there's a lot of krakens i've talked to who are like dude just give me more like oh, right yeah. now they've only been able to buy three total you know just with yep. like with effort they could get more they could buy more with effort but like with with just cash you can only buy three total, and I would have, I, I, I would have bought at least one more pack 
at this point if they had made it available. And I'm not really complaining about that exactly. It's just uh, right now it's very free to play friendly for people who like my buddy Hens is in a guild that it's, it's kind of like he's the guild leader, but he's the biggest, uh, by far the, the strongest, uh, you know, player on in his guild. And so he gets number one in the challenge rank course. So he's, he's just like racking up the, the mats, like, like no other, you know, and he's mostly free to play. Like it's, it's good for a lot of players. I'm, I'm glad in that sense, but I've been, I'll just express surprise the CG hasn't seemed to be interested in monetizing them yet. That'll change, but yet that so far they haven't made it that way. That monetization is going to come with the next Galactic Legend that needs R eight because, yeah. like, for people like Hens or me, because you know I was I finished top three in every single challenge ranker raid in uh, the guild <laughs> for two months straight. And so I, I have seven, I have the ability to have seven free to play um, R eights. I don't, I don't have the time to farm all the gear to apply seven. And actually I think, I think I'm going to leave two unapplied just so that when they announce the next galactic legends, if it does come this month, because everybody's kind of expecting it to come at the end of the month. Uh, I'm going to leave two unapplied just for when that day happens. That and our guild wants us to do General Kenobi next, and I have zero interest. So, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> there's <laughs> zero. Just the yeah. dumbest R8. I don't. I don't understand that R8. Like, not for that much importance because if every guild we face puts negotiator on defense and we put negotiator on defense, every guild is beating negotiator with malevolence or something else. And then the R8 is pointless. Like it's a wasted R8. So I, but anyway, that's a completely different rant here. Um, but so I, the monetization is going to come when the people, all the people that say, I don't care about R8. I don't care about finishing high in this raid because the rewards aren't that good. And then the next Galactic Legends are stuck behind these um, R8 locks, essentially. And all these people are going to start flooding to these R8 locks. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, I just don't understand how these people uh, have all the materials to get the R8. And I was like, well, they finish high in the raid and they're like, no, 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 not those materials. I mean, like all the pieces that you salvage to get the materials. It's like, well, that's because all those guilds mark uh, the Sith raid or, and, you know, some of the higher, higher end guilds have mandatory marks and you have to mark and you get the Sith raid and everybody finishes top 10 in the Sith raid. So everybody gets all those pieces of gear and then they just, salvage all those pieces of the gear it's 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 really easy and they're like oh that sounds like too much work i don't want to do that and so all the people that say i don't want to actually do raids they're going to have to get that gear somehow and that's where cg says hey guys here's this lovely pack for twenty dollars you can get this piece of gear that's going to salvage really easy yeah that's going to happen and i you know i'm good with that actually Yeah, I I don't mind that. I mean, listen, they have to make money somehow, right? So if the way that they're making money is 
you have to R8 somebody, it's like, okay, you know, that's, it's like when I geared up Rose, I didn't want to, I don't, I haven't used her, but she was a means to an end, so, huh, all right. Uh, imagine having to relic eight a character as worthless as Rose. <laughs> that, I mean, I have an R7 Sidious, so. Uh, but Relic 7 is way easier and more approachable than Relic 8 at this at this particular stage in the game. Like, 7, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it on whoever, and it won't really even impact my matchup GP that much. It, it, it will. It will, but, but it, it will if you do a bunch of them. But one, like, when I R7 Sidious, I didn't start getting matched up against anyone difficult. Um one really thing, one interesting thing I've noticed, uh, just in terms of matchup GP, is starting to normalize a little bit more to the point where I've been, uh, I've been getting opponents. Like initially, when I first did it, it was like most of my opponents actually had four Galactic Legends. Once I got my fourth, most yeah. of my opponents had four. I mean, it took a couple weeks, I guess, but uh, and then at, for a while though, it was like, okay, I just expect for. And that, that's fine. I, I expected it. I was good with it. Um, lately, it seems like a lot of my opponents actually haven't had that. Like the, the Relic 8 component is starting to kick in and be more impactful than, the new, than an extra Galactic Legend. I, I've seen that as well. R7 or R8. I've seen a lot more people applying more and more R7s showing up into our matchmaking bracket, even though they don't have the Galactic Legend. Um, so that is why you don't just nilly-willy apply R7 on everything, because you're going to start getting matched up with people above your roster limits, essentially. Right, well, because you only apply Relic 8 to characters you've invested in a lot. Yeah. like the characters with a bunch of Zetas or whatever. So Relic 8 is always going to impact your matchup GP. Yes. Yeah. So I, I keep getting paired with people with way more. I mean, I think that's how you and I got paired, actually. Like, I, I was, um, I, I don't know. And maybe not. I, I don't. I actually, I did. I just made that up. But <laughs> um, I think, I do think that, you know, you you having what? You have five? I do. Relic? I, I have five applied. Yeah, and I only have two. Like that, uh, that played into it somehow. I mean, you have you have an extra what six, seven, eight k, mil more matchup GP on than me. Like I, I must have more. I had more relic sevens than you, though. I think. Uh, like that. I don't remember. So I had, I remember I had more zetas and R eights. Um. <laughs> you had more zetas. That's so funny. We keep. <laughs> How many do I, have? I have one more Zeta. I actually I, I have our matchup uh pulled up. Yeah, you have twenty-five R sevens, I have twenty, but I have five R eights and you have two. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it kind of evens out. Yeah. It's whatever. I just uh you know, and I'm not saying that it's like this great crazy mismatch, uh, you know, like in in, in anyone's favor, just uh, Relic 8 is starting to really make an impact on matchups, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, it absolutely does. And the more you apply, the higher you're going to climb. Um, 
and I've, I've said this from the beginning of, I don't want long-term, I don't want more than 10 R8s. Like not, not immediately. I came up with a list of eight that I wanted. And now there's a ninth that I'm going to have to apply one day. Um, after that, I'm just going to hoard the materials until the next Galactic Legends because I don't want that many R8s. I want to apply the ones that I want to apply and I want to apply them fast. And then I'm not going to keep applying R8. It's just I'm going to stop one day and I won't apply anymore because I don't want that many. I just want I want the ones I have fast. I want to you play with the toy basically. You know, you, you say that, and I, I believe that that's your intent. So I don't think you're being disingenuous. I do think that the it will translate into once you have your 10 or your, like, your 8 or whatever. I think we're, gonna, we're both going to find reasons to uh, keep, keep Relic 8-ing characters over time. I, I honestly don't know because I have completely stopped putting R7 on characters. Because, you know, I, I'm not doing that anymore unless I absolutely have to. Um, so I think it'll be fairly easy for me to avoid that until I get to the day and I'm like, oh, I have nothing left to gear. I might as well start relicking more. Um, but I am, we're not close to that day. Not, not yet. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll just have to see how it goes. I'm not. Yeah. I, I just I, I just keep thinking like, okay, so Malik doesn't make relocate right now, but eventually, like, he'd be pretty good at relocate. I feel like. I and mean, then, I'm sure he would, but I don't think. See, like, that's that's the perfect example of what I'm not interested in. Like, I completely agree. He's probably a monster at R8. Like, that's I have zero doubt. But is he going to be a bigger monster that can't be saber thrown by an R8 Vader that everybody's going to have? You know? Oh, that, that's the question. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you, you may end up needing a Relic 8 to keep up in some way. I, I, all I know is that for a long time, I, 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 I waited to get Ray, and that did hurt me. Uh, but I did put Relics on my Sith Triumvirate in exchange, kind of. Yeah. And... Uh, so Relic 3 on them has been enough until recently where I I'd feel like it's not because most of my opponents have mostly Relic 5 stuff or higher. Like the things that I'm facing a lot of times, like I, I just, they don't feel like they're tough enough. And I've been giving real thought to putting Relic 5 on the Sith Triumvirate. <clears throat> and it's like, it's just this constant rat race, a constant arms. I mean, that, and that's, that's the nature of this game, obviously. But yeah. I really think that Relic 8 is going to normalize to the point where people are like, oh yeah, I'll take him to Relic 7, but no, definitely not worth Relic 8. Like we'll have that, those conversations. And then we're like, yeah, you know what? Nest gets me enough benefit. I might just Relic 8 her. You know, like, yeah. and eventually that'll be the norm. Eventually, like, Relic 5 will be the one that we're like, man, I just don't, it's just not quite enough. <laughs> All I know is I don't want to be forced to Relic 8 ship stuff. <laughs> that's, that's all I, I want. And I, that's already, <laughs> it's already not happening. I'm already going to have to Relic 8 something for ships. But it's like, man, talk about 
just uninspired and uninterested in. Like, giving Relic 8 to something for ships is basically the same as putting R5, or, yeah, R5 on Rose. Like, God, this is awful. I don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's painful. Like, the, I truly feel bad for the people who... Uh, I feel bad for the people who are right now, like they have a Relic 7, Biston, and Scarifable Pathfinder. And <laughs> like, what, what are you going to do? Like, are you really, re- honestly, it, do you really think it's a good idea to put Relic 8 on not one, but two like fringe characters? Because they're still right. fringe, even if you can use them with Mothma. Like Biston isn't the best with Mothma. With Mothma. He can fit in okay. And Gom apparently uh, thinks he's Jesus. But, uh, you know, like for those of us who don't have Jesus-like mods the way Gom does, like yeah. I I don't know, like my Biston, I'm good with my Biston having trash 6E mods. Trash, uh, another form of of progression. Uh, but, but like, it's a... Uh, that's a really tough one. It's a tough pill to swallow. And like, what what happens when we get another really good rebel ship and they become kind of close to the meta? Do you put Relic 8 on Han and Chewie? Because that like, I wouldn't mind a Relic 8 Han. Like, he's going to hit like a truck. He already does. Yeah. He'll hit truckier, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, where does it end? It, it doesn't end. It doesn't. My point. It doesn't. Well, this game never ends. And I mean, just like... God what is it a year and a half ago we were saying oh gear 13 is so expensive you know i'm not going to gear 13 everyone and now both of us have over 120 gear 13 um it'll come one day it 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 will the question is just how soon like i'm not gonna when i say i'm not gonna re anybody next after that 10 i don't mean a year and a half down the line because obviously people are gonna get geared up as the game goes on but i mean like i'm not going to rush in any way because i i have enough for seven i i can't see myself rushing the rest of them sure well yeah like and i I can understand that attitude right now i just think that it's going to change soonish yeah there's going to be reasons oh god the next galactic legends are going to be absurdly expensive um absurdly expensive when you look at the relic levels uh that were needed for ray and kylo and then you compare that to uh palp and grumpy there were more relic levels required and then the next ones I, I imagine everybody is R5 and above. Like, I, I can't imagine CG gives us anybody under R5 for the next Galactic <laughs> Legends. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, maybe they give us, like, a token, a couple. Or <laughs> here's, here's what they'll do. They'll tell us that some people will be Relic 3. Uh, yeah. They're like, don't worry, like, some people will be Relic 3, and then they'll have to redact that. Cause they're like, no, that's too low. <laughs> the, the, way they, the way they did that with Gear 12, with the original yeah. Galactic Legends. <laughs> Uh, all right. So uh, there's two podcast questions that I thought would be really good to talk about in this first section. Um, and so I, I, I threw them up here. And so why don't we talk a little bit about this? Because this first one, I have thought about this way, way too much. Um, so 
at this point, if you have Sith Eternal, Watt is pairing with Sith Eternal quite often. And you can get an undersized win on other Galactic Legends when Watt pairs with Sith Eternal. So when you do that, what use does Vader have? Because I got to be honest, I'm using Watt with Sith Eternal, and then I use Piet because people are placing Mon Mothma on defense, and I like this stupid easy 60 banners. Vader without somebody else giving him offense with a buff, I'm not just... I'm not in love with it. Um, So how do you start using Vader when those two aren't with him? Well, you start by relic eighting him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It just fits so seamlessly, actually. It it really did. (laughs) But But, I mean, I have found the last two weeks... I'm just not using Vader. And the, the one time I used Vader, I was kind of like, eh, this didn't go that well. <laughs> so I don't know how I'm going to use uh, Vader going forward. Someone in chat just said Tarkin lead. Yeah. Yeah. Vertigo needs to jump off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. A short, uh, a small one, but please do. <laughs> Like one that's uh, still a little bit high, uh, but, just a little bit. Maybe you sprain your ankle. All right, I'm not. I'm not asking for anything grievous, but sprained yeah. ankle, maybe two. That's, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I know you used Vader for Ray, but sure. that was with Watt. So if you don't mm-hmm. have Watt, how are you going to use Vader? So I mean, I I've been experimenting with it. I haven't had a chance to really use it that much yet. Uh, the one time that I did, I kind of messed things up and it was, uh, it was my own, it was user error and it, it's more skill intensive, I think, but uh, you can still counter Darth Revan without Watt with if you use Vader. Uh, so that, that is a use. And then you're right. Like, so, so my opponent in round three, he was railing. I uh, will, I'll just give you guys a small spoiler. I, I ended up, he ended up, uh, I won't give you the whole recap yet, but he he ended up struggling a little bit on a certain part. And he said he was going to use Vader against Beskar for an easy, an easy 60, like a guaranteed 60. And I think that that's false. I think that any Vader comp, unless it's like with Sith Eternal or with Supreme Leader Kylo or something. And even then, I don't see how Vader beats a Beskar team, actually. Uh, or maybe they beats it, but I think it gets ugly real quick. I I could see that getting ugly real quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe uh, prove me wrong, I guess. But it just it seems like you're gonna. I think you're gonna drop a bunch of banners, even if you win. Even if it's an easy win, you still drop banners because IG is is hitting back. You're not gonna saber toss him on your first throw and successfully kill him. Usually, right? Maybe. Anyways, um. Like where and does does Vader really do that great against Mon Mothma teams with like bigs like that that you get this turn meter started right away if you do if you you know do a force crush on bigs because he's Empire um, yeah. like he'll kill Geos but no one places Geos on defense anymore not not even me solo <laughs> uh, Geos yeah 
Well, actually, we'll get to that later in a different podcast question. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm really struggling. Like, I honestly wanted to put Vader on defense the last two rounds because I just had nothing for him on offense. Um, and in fact, last round, I should have put Vader on defense. It would have saved me a lot of agony. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, the funny part is on my alt, because I don't have Sith Eternal yet, I use Vader Watt every, every single round. It's like my crutch. <laughs> and then I come to my main account that has Sith Eternal. I'm just like, well, I, I don't know. Vader, go do, go do that thing. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know if there's a good answer to the question. Right. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think there is, actually. I think... I actually had a match a while ago where I just didn't use him, which used to be yeah. a staple. Like he used to be like, if I can't use that, I'm just not clearing kind of thing, but that, that I could always clear, I could always use him. And now that's just not really the case. Yeah. Like, yeah. Agreed. Um, all right. So the second one is, and I, I moved this to the front because of what you're going to say later when we talk about uh, who got geared up this week. Uh-huh. Armor. How do you plan on using armor in uh, Grand Arena? Well, uh, so so yeah, I have I have a relic two armor now. So no, nothing too fancy, but it's it's fancy enough, I guess. It's and it's a great question. Um, I have to see what kind of functionality she has in just uh, facilitating solos. Really, like I see, I see videos of of someone who can survive long enough to actually, you know, make an impact. Like I see videos of them, you know, assisting Supreme Leader Kylo or assisting. I think the biggest one is. Jedi Luke being able to just solo an entire Supreme Leader Kylo team. Um, And I don't know how realistic that is, how consistent that is. Like, yeah, it looks cool. And if it can really do it consistently, that's great. But I mean, I've also seen videos that they're less popular because people don't want to believe that it's, it's not a good option, but uh, I've also seen videos of people failing um, uh, pretty hard with, with that because eventually siphon uh eventually siphons away luke's ability to hit like his accuracy goes away right and so if the fight lasts long enough if he doesn't kill everyone fast enough which is pretty possible i feel like um (laughs) then then what like you just miss and time out like if it's not consistent if it's only like a 70 percent counter is that still good i'm not sure yeah so so you you feel like it's funny that you bring that up because that that's the perfect example of, uh, or I have the perfect example of that, of our guildmate went up against Arnold on, in the first round of this week. And Arnold did the JKR armor, Jedi Knight Luke, you know, trick to go up against. Did he? <laughs> he did. And he ended up losing it though, because one of the most important parts of that, uh, trick or that team, the counter, if you will, uh, that's the word I was looking for, is 
Jedi Knight Luke has to land blind on Supreme Leader Kylo before he does the AoE. That way he he never actually lands a siphon. And he couldn't get it timed up to avoid the first AoE from Supreme Leader Kylo to land the blind. And so then the second time he tried to land the blind, he already lost a little bit of accuracy. And so uh, the Kylo dodged the landing of the blind and the second he missed the second blind, he couldn't hit Kylo at all. He had 0% accuracy and uh, our guildmates Kylo won the Grand Arena in the first match for him because he tried that counter and it failed just because, I mean, it was pure, actually it was probably the speed of the Kylo um, because he couldn't get it lined up. So (laughs) that's, you know, that, that's the video people aren't going to want to watch, except for everyone in our guild, because it was quite fun to watch at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But bringing it back to the armor, I will say the one thing I really like from the armor is if you used Watt in the front bottom zone, and then you get surprised when you hit that back zone, like say you didn't exp- – say you used uh, – uh, who? Um, God, I'm blanking now. So say that you run into a Supreme Leader Kylo in the back and all you have is your Sith Eternal Emperor remaining because you used the Kylo counter in the front. Armor can be added to Sith Eternal <laughs> to beat Kylo. Uh, you know, it's almost like that emergency in case of uh, problem pull out the flotation device that's kind of how I see armor. Not that I have a dedicated plan going into every battle, but the, oh crap, I, I need something. I need something because I was tricked. Um, and it's like, oh, here you go. Here's armor. You should survive getting fooled on that front zone. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'll be, it's an interesting thought that, like right now, it's nice to have her in reserve. The thing is that I'm not, I'm not experienced with using, uh, with like thinking about using her. So, will I actually will that actually occur to me to use her? I, I'm not sure. Um, that is always the problem, uh, especially since we do this live and don't can't take time to figure it out. Like when we think about a battle, you know, it's five minutes. After five minutes, chat starts right. saying kill things or you know go do something. Yeah. Stall um, harder, yeah. right? It's it's not like if we weren't streaming, where it's like, huh, that's a problem. Let me think about it for a half hour. Right, um, I'm gonna message like three different people I trust and right. just see what their thoughts are, and let's get let's figure this out. Yeah, it's instead it's just like hurry up. Oh, you lost? I don't care. It's not my account. <laughs> right. Can't see it from my house. Right. Yeah, um, but I do. I think armor for me is going to be more of the in case of emergency pull lever type situation. Uh, I'll use her. I'll, I'll use her every round because how do you not use somebody that gives protection regen? Just I won't plan on using her on, you know, when I make my attack plan, I'm not going to plan on using her on a certain team. It's going to be a okay, now I see the back, where can I use her type of situation? And I do that. 
it's not uncommon for me to have a person like that. Like back in the day, Thrawn was like that for me. Watt is Watt is still like that a little bit for me. I hate using Watt in the front bottom zone. I, I like to keep Watt for some later point in time when I have a full picture. Um, and now she's just joining that kind of cast the characters for me. So, I mean, in a way it's nice that she's not being attached to any specific squad uh, because, and she's not even good on defense right now. Yeah. And uh, because I do think we're still going to get new Mando characters that are going to make her more relevant. I do too. Uh, that's, that's part of the other reason of, I don't want her to, I don't want to grow attached to her on a certain team. Like, the conversation we just had of Watt on um, a Darth Vader team, like pulling Watt off Vader is painful, but I think it's the stronger play. I don't want to have that with armor in two weeks or her, you know, a month from now. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's absolutely true. We'll, we'll just have to see how things go. I mean, I mean, I think I do think they they mentioned they're going to get give us some reworks or some touch ups on kits and stuff. I, that should be imminent. We're also, or I don't know, like in all of this, and I guess it's not like the biggest news ever. It seemed fairly obvious. We've been saying stuff like this for a long time, but um, CG also leaked that they're at the very least testing an Imperial Remnant faction. Yeah, yeah, which I. Man, if we everybody else can speculate. Um, I've heard everything. Dark Trooper makes a lot of sense. Um, Lots of sense, yep. Probably some sort of any sort of trooper. It wouldn't surprise me if we see what uh, an attack and then two support and whatever Gideon's lead is, and they just happen to get released <laughs> and make Gideon's lead good. Um, but I, I think we're going to get something from them. It's just a question of, do they take the storm, the old school t- stormtrooper and give him a new tag and a little bit of a touch up, or do we just get three new characters? I'm, I'm most interested in seeing that. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I won't offer further speculation, I suppose. I just think that, um, yeah, I, I think I think Armor has a place in the future. Right now, she yeah. kind of has a place anyways, but I think she's going to be like a staple eventually, yeah. like to a, to a, like a meta-ish team. She will have a team and instead of, just counters she will actually have a team <laughs> yeah she'll she'll be like jolie for a long time or something i'm not that right. we don't always use jolie anymore but like for a long time it was like if you have jedi revan you put jolie in there like you you <laughs> don't even consider not including him in fact right right uh all right so we've blathered on enough for tonight why don't we get it moving a little bit Maybe the Imperial Remnants will go with Tarkin lead. Nobody's going with Tarkin lead. Tarkin's not even going to go with Tarkin lead. Um, <laughs> Maybe in ships. <laughs> ships, yeah, absolutely. Tarkin lead is great in ships. Um, all right. Yep. Yep. So let's move on. We both had Grand Arenas this week. 
well, you did. I, I didn't. Um, <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, we had Grand Arena. Did anything special happen this week? I, I don't think it did, right? Um, nothing no. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, nope. I, I, I just faced uh, three, like, you know, middle-of-the-road players yeah, and, yeah. you know, moved along. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about our match. Because, hey, guys, we got matched up. If you didn't hear us at the beginning of the podcast or see any of the hype earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, so let's start with this. How long did you spend preparing for this match? <laughs> um, as long as I had available. I, I bet I spent. I mean, I. Uh, work has been so crazy for me. Uh, real life work has been so crazy. And so I, I knew I needed, and it was good because I, I did get a lunch that day, but not, not for long. I knew I needed to be done by that night. So I spent, when I found out we got paired, I'm just glad we got paired then instead of our middle match. Cause I wouldn't have oh, had yeah. any time to prepare. <laughs> oh yeah. Seriously. We actually both had, we both had uh, external things yes. going on. So it was actually very fortunate in, in if it was going to happen, it was good as the first match, yeah. but, or the third match would have been good too. In fact, that would have been better a little bit. Anyways, uh, that's kind of beside the point. We, I think I spent, I bet I spent two and a half hours trying to plan my, all my things and uh, just trying to figure out what to do. Cause uh, you know, I, I formed certain opinions of you as a player over the course of time. And I, like, no, that sounds, that sounds like negative, almost like, <laughs> like, Oh, I kind of think you're cool, but you're not, <laughs> but no, like I, you have strengths. You have, you have some things that I see as maybe not blind spots, but like uh, things that, you know, like, like for instance, I put general general grievous down with BB eight just to see if I can get you to use try night sisters, just to get you to gamble <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, that's not exactly a weakness uh, that you're, that you have. I just, you know, like that, that's definitely a factor when it comes to you that a lot of people won't have that insight, that insight to you. So, you know, when it comes to that, it was, I did spend a while. How long did you spend? Uh, Too long, way too long. Um, So I spent, Lord, uh, I basically started within a half hour of, you know, the matchups showing and I had a rough plan within two hours and I was like waffling between two or three teams that waffling lasted until one hour before Grand Arena started. Jeez. <laughs> and it actually it ended up paying off for me because I, Gave you an easier team to beat, but if I didn't have the team that I ended up keeping, I may not have cleared. So, um, you know, ended up working out for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, bummer. No, I'm actually glad you chose what you did because uh, it made for a more interesting match. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So, why don't we actually talk about what we did? Um, sure. I, so, um, so you talked about Grievous and the, 
the one thing that I placed on defense that I knew you would never expect was I ended up putting negotiator on defense because <laughs> take that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's I thought fun. it was fun <laughs> because I figured, I mean, I talk enough about how you should never, there's no point in putting the GET two ships on defense. Um, and so I was like, man, he, what is something he will never, never expect me to do? And there it is. Put negotiator right there on defense in the nice fun Ahsoka, Jedi, Anakin, and Y-Wing variety. And then I got screwed because of reinforcements. But that's that's for later in the story. Um, uh, that made me laugh. Um, uh, that's so I, disappointing. <laughs> but uh, that, that being said... I will say this about myself. So I didn't necessarily predict negotiator. I wasn't as shocked as you might think just because, and I told you this, like I yeah. knew there was going to be one thing that you were going to put down that I, that just shocked me. That, that was very surprising. You know, I, I would have predicted more something like with Sith eternal on defense, something, something like that. But uh, cause, cause you, you, you usually preach that you want him on offense as well, but I mean, negotiator was a good move. I, I don't know. Like, what, what did you? Did anything about my defense surprise you? Um, you can say no. I'm good with that. <laughs> I actually expected there to be more Galactic Legends on defense. Good. I, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I, I thought maybe. I thought maybe you would expect that. That's why I put one up front. I put yeah. I put Ray in front to cause that question mark. I honestly thought that there, I was going to face three of them. I knew I knew I was going to see Beskar after the previous match. Like I knew that was going to go down. Um, I did not expect GG8 though. I saw that and I was like, "Huh, interesting." <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I mean, I put I put Jedi training Ray down uh, with with Ray because I. I didn't want you to use uh, Sith Eternal yeah. on that team as much. Like I didn't want that to be as much of an option. And that, let's see, did you you ended up doing it anyways, didn't you? No. What did you use to kill it? No, did I use... Oh, I did. I did but still end up used, using Sith Eternal. you took extra tanks. I just took Gar Saxon. Right, like so, you you took extra tanks, and I was good because you it, it cost you a lot of banners. Like I was, yeah, I was good with that trade because it became inefficient. But, but yeah, like because you can't you can't really take Sith Eternal with Watt and expect yeah. expect to be able to solo a Ray team with Jedi Training Ray. Like it's it's right. dicey. Yeah, it can work, but it's not guaranteed to work. Um, right, so. I, I ended up, I took Sith Eternal there. Um, then you had Jedi Master Luke in the back, which I didn't necessarily expect Jedi Master Luke, but at the same time, it didn't surprise me. So, like I said, I, I was expecting three Galactic Legends on defense. So it didn't catch me off guard, but that's who you had in the back. And I, I mean, I had committed to Sith Eternal on the Ray, so <laughs> I was like, ah, 
I would have taken any other in the back before a Jedi Master Luke, but there, but there was Jedi Master Luke. Right. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I guess the my my thoughts were I I needed to make sure I could counter all the things because I knew you were going to take uh, the the one very predictable thing that I knew you were going to do was put Ray with Beskar. Oh yeah. Yeah, because uh, you've you've been so high on that team, and I was like, I I need to make sure that I have the right teams to to clear that, and and clearly Vader isn't going to work. So, right. and, and you know, I especially expected it because you you know how much I like to use Vader. So, <laughs> right, yes. So I I took I was able you know I wanted to have a team to beat that. So that that meant that I needed to make sure I had uh, that I had. Sith Eternal available because I, I was pretty sure Sith Eternal would beat it, and then, right. and then after that, I mean, I, I wanted I wanted teams that could steal banners because uh, I, I felt like it was pretty pretty possible that you were going to keep enough on offense to make sure you got the clear, and I was fine with you clearing as long as you were less efficient than me. I, I mean, obviously, like that's that's how it works, but right. I mean, I was really trying to push the efficiency game against you and trying to come up with as many teams as I thought could maybe uh, tie you up. And at the same time, I felt like Supreme Leader Kylo, you would have solved super easily with your own Jedi Master Luke, which I felt like for sure you were going to keep on offense. Yeah. So I I didn't want to put Kylo on defense. I wanted to keep Sith Eternal on offense as well. So... Instead, I just kept Kylo so that I could get a solo on something, you know, <laughs> potentially. Fair, fair. Where did I? Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I ended up. So the Ray team I put on defense basically for exactly the reason you said. It was one, it's just a good team, but two, it can stop Vader. And I knew you would want to use Vader if you could because it makes sense. Um, I also expected more Galactic Legends on defense, so I wanted two on defense for me just to force an off-meta counter um, at the very least. And so that's why, So I put Grievous and Supreme Leader Kylo down front because I, the thinking there was solely, okay, if he runs into this zone, he's going to have to use Jedi. Doesn't matter do you, if he uses, you know, Jedi Knight Revan on my Supreme Leader Kylo, because it, it is a weaker Supreme Leader Kylo team. I didn't have Hux or Red in there. Um, so you could use Jedi Knight Revan there, use Jedi Knight Revan on Grievous. Either way, I'm going to get rid of your Jedi Knight Luke for when you get to the back. So it really limited you when you got to the back zone, because you can also counter that Ray team with uh, Jedi Master Luke and Jedi Knight, Knight Luke at the same time. Um, so I was like, I don't want to give him multiple counters to the Ray team. You know, kind of force him into a corner to use one and hope that one doesn't work. Of course, you had Sith Eternal, which Sith Eternal beats that Ray team. That's probably the easiest counter um, to beat that Ray team. So it ended up not mattering, but that's... That's why Kylo went front and center rather than hiding him in the back as well. Yeah. And that's fair. Um, I, I was, 
I was kind of thinking maybe you would think I would go harder on defense because that's, that's generally what I do when I yeah. when I'm facing someone good. I usually try to put a harder defense than usual, and I kind of went in a different direction. I was like, well, you know what, General Skywalker is good. Um, Darth Revan's good. Two Galactic Legends is still pretty fine, um, and Jedi Master Luke is you know like non-essential to my plans, probably, yeah. hopefully. So. <laughs> You know, and he ended up he ended up giving you a little bit of a fight, at least. He did, but um, he he really did focus on Grandmaster Yoda. That's that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, or I should say, Cam focused on Grandmaster Yoda. Um, <laughs> he had him on man. That was funny. I was like, go. <laughs> of course, you just kept reviving with Jolie, but it was <laughs> it was still fun. Yeah. Oh, so that's the other fun part of what I did on my defense. I put, I sat there and I wanted, since I didn't know what Galactic Legends you were going to put on defense, I sat there and I was like, all right, how do I make my Jedi as flexible as possible? And I've done it before, but I haven't done it in a while. So I put down the Padme with the clones, which ended up I ended up using some of those Jedi. So I have no complaints about having those Jedi um, on offense because I used a bunch of them, but you ended up tearing through Padme with no problem. So geez, I could not (laughs) believe that team folded that quick. I I was just like just a couple shots from commander Luke and Padme was just down. I was like, geez, 60 banners. That's uh, So we talked about GG8 being on defense. That was probably the most surprising thing to me because I've had CLS on defense for probably 16, 18 rounds straight. So I figured you would keep Grievous on uh, offense to counter my CLS. Um, Uh, I I did check. My Han is faster than yours. So that was the the reason I could justify it. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Um, but I figured... otherwise, I don't have a great counter to that to that team, right. other than other than the mirror. So yeah, yeah. And then uh, my favorite team I put down was probably my Darth Revan with Gideon, because I figured you would have never expect that. Like you would expect Darth Revan. That's really not an issue. But I figured you would never expect Gideon because. I mean, I've never done it before, and we've never even talked about Gideon going with Darth Revan. Sure. I I have a a buddy who I was trying to help problem solve. One of my patrons was trying to help problem solve uh, uh, that exact team. But I was was fervently hoping you hadn't heard or thought of that comp. So (laughs) it it did surprise me. Um, Because otherwise, I would have probably just been able to use Vader there, potentially. Like that's. that was my entire thing of, I wanted, I don't like Darth Revan on offense. Um, He's just not built for good banners. I like him on defense, but Vader is a legit problem for Darth Revan, for how my Darth Revan is modded. And I don't, for Grand Arena, I don't ever expect to slow down my Darth Revan to below 300. Um, Just because, you know, you're slowing your Darth Revan down for one counter when the two other people in your pod will be like, oh, this is the easiest mirror ever, and then just easily beat your Darth Revan. So I don't think it makes sense in a Grand Arena term uh, terms to slow down Darth Revan below 300. 
But that means when I face a good player, Vader is a very real possibility for Darth Revan. So I was like, how do I stop that? Here we go. No, I thought that that was pretty good. Um, and I'll tell you what, I still would have done a Supreme Leader Kylo, uh, like mirror or not mirror, probably would have tried a solo. Yeah. If you hadn't put Sith Eternal or Sith, uh, Sith Empire Trooper. Totally different yeah. characters. That was a complete <laughs> mistake, too, by the way. That was What's that? That was a total mistake putting Sith Empire Trooper on that team. Um, I wanted, I wanted to put Marauder there, but I was, I was waffling back and forth of do I put Gideon? Do I put Sith Empire Trooper? So I had them both on the screen, and then I just clicked place. <laughs> well, so, well, that's the thing. It, it made it so that Kylo couldn't target anyone but Sith Empire Troopers, so I couldn't. Right. Yeah. And and I had uh, I had it, maybe if I had taken Hux on offense, which I didn't. He was on defense. Right. Then I still would have tried it with just like a two man. But because Sith Empire Trooper was was there, I couldn't just one shot Moff Gideon and then one shot Basti or something. Right. Yeah. Like I had to hit Sith Empire Trooper, and then and then you guys you'd get a bunch of turns, and then right. and, and then I'd be debuffed from Gideon, and it, it would, everything would go to hell. So <laughs> it ended up working okay. It was actually kind of fun to use Sith uh, Supreme Leader Kylo with Night Sisters. I've never done that before. So yeah, um, yeah that that was an interesting interesting way to do it, and. It turned out to be a really easy way to do it. <laughs> That's because that just never died. Zombie just never died. Right. Uh, well, it saved me a lot of banners, I feel it like. Did. Uh, it did. Uh, uh, but yeah, so the t- and then so the team that I was waffling about putting on defense was JTR and the Bros. And I just. I had this feeling. I was like, man, I'm going way too hard on defense. I need one extra team. And so I was like, all right, JTR, you're it. You're because JTR, I knew you were going to put Beskar, uh, even though like a day before we talked about how I realized the mistake I made the first time I played Beskar with JTR. I was like, Beskar is going to be down there. I pre- there's something I'm going to be able to use oh, JTR. I, ch- I changed my Beskar team, you though, did. just you in did. case you did. <laughs> I was hoping you'd take the bait, actually. Yeah. I wanted you to use Jedi uh, Training Ray there, because I think L3 makes that a lot harder for Ray. Well, yeah, because she, she can't take out Beskar right away, because you're stuck behind a taunt. So I do I agree with that. Um, but I was like, and if you put CLS down, I can use the JTR counter to CLS if I need to, when it's in the back zone, I was like, all right, let me just keep JTR. And then I ended up using it on Darth Revan and nobody saw me beat your Darth Revan because my stream crashed. <laughs> I know your legend would have grown. If, if it, would have, it would have been known, but um, I ended up hitting your Darth Revan for 55 with my JTR, which I will take that trade every day. Um, Oh yeah, that was awesome, man. I I was just disappointed I didn't get to see it. Yeah, I I went back and watched your stream, and <laughs> you're like, it was a question of who was going to figure out that I beat it for fifty five faster. And it's like, 
watching the chat, watching you. <laughs> like it's 50 feet. It worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I mean, you'd been talking it up. So I wanted to see if the, you know, it's just like this, this curiosity thing really yeah. after a while, like just wanting to see, you know, like, can he actually beat, I mean, my, my Darth Revan team, it's, I've slowed it down a lot. So it's not, it's not a paragon of what, you know, it's not the, the platonic ideal of what a Darth Revan team should be at this point, but it's still, still pretty good. Good yeah. enough that, you know, like your, your, your counter was legit though. So it worked. It was yeah. good. Uh, and real quick, thank you gum for the raid and welcome to all the operation metaverse people. Um, oh, what's up guys. But so fun story about that JTR against Darth Revan. I actually owe Van Seal uh, some credit because I was watching Van Seal earlier in, in that night and he was talking about bounty hunters against Darth Revan, actually. And he's like, so many people lose this match because they're so concerned with going for the contract that they ignore HK, who's going to one-shot somebody off the board. He's like, get the damage dealers, then the contract people. Um and so I, I sat there when I took JTR in and, you know, I hand-waved Marauders to Day's Marauder so that, because Marauder can mess up the JTR counter real fast because she just constantly gets um, turn meter and takes turns and one-shots like BB-8 and then you die. Um, so I hand-waved Marauder and Bastila had Foresight up on her. And I was like, you know what? HK sitting there is this huge target let me just let me just call the assist and take hk out immediately so i took out hk immediately and then it you know the way the turn meter is set up um after that finn is able to go swap turn meter with poe on bastila and then immediately basically grenade so i took out hk and bastila before your team even got the turn essentially which and then once that happened i mean you know once bastila falls it was just a matter of time to take out the rest of the team. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought you had a decent shot at it. I just, I was, I was curious. Yeah. It's like, does will he actually manage it? But you did. So, kudos to you. Um, I mean, I, I think that the biggest, one of the biggest surprises of the match, actually, I thought that you'd be able to just murder my General Skywalker uh, with your Commander Luke team. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't quite happen the way either of us had pictured. Stupid double Wookiee uh, days. So <laughs> I, I really, I need to put another relic level on my CLS. This is what's happening. I can't get, it's physically not possible. I took everything resembling a percentage protection or percentage health piece off of my um, Chupio. And I even gave a, you know, five point something percent uh, you know, health mod that's not 6E just to minimize the health and protection on my Chupio. I cannot get him below CLS without just giving CLS triple protection primaries. And I don't want to do that because that's, I just don't counter uh, gas enough with my CLS team to actually make that worth its salt. Um but so that stupid gas stood up and double Wookiee dazed. And the second, second, both of them got dazed. I was like, well, here we go. 
Oh yeah, that that was huge. That was huge. Um, you know, I was I was just hoping I could steal some good banners there. Yeah. But uh, as it turned out, that was that was probably. I mean, early on, it, it wasn't the one factor that decided it, but it was. It ended up being uh, extremely, extremely uh, fateful. Yes, 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 it was. Though, so we talked about me saving the Jedi. Um, my original plan for your General Grievous team was to use Bastila Gas and I forget who else was in there. It was Ahsoka and Hoda, I think. Because um, I didn't take down Echo on your gas team. And trying to clean up a gas when a clone is still alive is next to impossible. You just can't do it cheaply. That Bastila team, I went in with four men and was able to get 41 banners. So I was at least able to make up a banner with that. I mean, it was expensive, but I ro- it didn't cost me any other fights basically to do that. Oh, that was actually pretty good. And you got 41. So yeah. like it was, it was a really effective cleanup for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. Uh, so I'll say one thing that surprised me in our match was I had kind of expected that I would, I, like you, I thought that you would take enough good offense that I would struggle like against, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, sorry. I, I thought that you would be able to be more efficient than me on the ground. And, um, and then I, I would have the advantage in ships is what I kind of had pictured. Yeah. And uh, the reality was actually even even without your loss, like I, I was more efficient on the ground. You were, yeah, <laughs> you were. But then I was much more efficient in ships, which well, I mean, irony. I mean, uh, yeah, because we I mean, should probably actually move on to other matches at some point. But uh, like, so we get to ships, and I was I was ahead of you by like what close like by, by like thirty six something like that. It was. It was a pretty decent number, and I was like, "Wow! Like I've actually been doing well in terms of efficiency." But uh, of course, you placed your negotiator. I had both my GT two fleets down. Yeah. And um, then you you just one shot both of my fleets pretty pretty efficiently. I did. The irony is, if you didn't put Spy in the starting lineup of that malevolence fleet. I probably wouldn't have beaten it in one shot. Um, but that that Sith slash Empire Zerg team only works with uh, when Spy is in the starting lineup and not... Uh, so that's, that's how I was able to beat it. Thank God. Um, because I, I had originally... I kept Empire on offense because you like to put your or you had been putting your rebels on defense it was usually negotiator and your home one so it's like okay let me keep my empire for offense i'll set negotiator i'll have malevolence to counter negotiator and then i'll have my empire to counter his rebels and then it's like huh i need this empire to counter more than rebels here right oh yeah well i I was i was hoping i've never done that i've never put both gt2 fleets down um, that was a little bit much. That was, that was quite a bit. Um, I should say too, like I one of 
I did talk about my defenses a lot, like bounced a lot of ideas and stuff off of Kelvin Austin. So I want to make sure I give him credit for a lot of his ideas. Um, A lot of, you know, uh, they're, you know, it's just nice to have someone who you can actually like plan with. And, you know, even if you're the one drawing most of the conclusions, uh, you know, it's nice to have someone who's like, oh yeah, well, like that makes sense. Or no, that's, that maybe doesn't. So yeah. Um, I've probably gone too far without me mentioning that, but I did, <laughs> did get some, a little bit of advice from, from Calvin for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I had Kleso on my side during the stream and, um, which was nice as well. And then I also bounced a lot of ideas. So I didn't want to bounce ideas off of any of the GAC guys because I didn't want to get, put them in the awkward spot of, you know, do you pick mom or dad in the fight? Um, and so I bounced a lot of ideas off of Vertigo, actually. <laughs> I was like, hey, what, does this work? And then, because I have a chat with him and Derp, and Derp would chime in and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vertigo, what do you think about this? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, we should move on. So you ended up prevailing. I had a loss on ground. You had a loss on fleets. Um but you ended up prevailing on the day. So that brings us to um, round two, our Gambit fight night, which had Heinze and Gridden on the stream as well. Oh man, quite quite the epic night, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, how, how was your match? Let's talk about yours first. Uh, my match was not that exciting. Like, uh, he had only one Galactic Legend on defense. I had three on offense. It was just kind of a, how do I uh, beat this most efficiently? And the the answer is I had three Galactic Legends on offense. Uh, That's how I beat it efficiently. So it it really wasn't that much of a fight, to be honest with you. Um, You know, it was exciting to have Heinze and Grid there. and I think, I think every well, we'll talk about your match. How did your match go on the fight night? Um, it went well. It was an interesting one because normally, like we, we we usually invite people who haven't uh, drank as much as they had uh, <laughs> leading into it, and so like a lot of what they were saying was a little bit slurred. And I was like, I don't know how much I can trust this, but then of course I trusted Grid for a counter that like almost, almost failed. <laughs> like, yeah. I actually think that I got lucky uh, that it worked, but <laughs> that being said, it, it, it was, it was good. Um, the, the, the biggest thing for me was I had, I had just worked, I worked 30 hours straight right after my, uh, after our match, like I went to bed for a few hours, went to work. And then I, I pulled an all nighter at work, which I've never done. Um, it was, it was pretty rough. And uh, so when I got home, I took a, I took a quick nap uh, for like three hours and then got on with, for the grid and Heinze, the gridsy session. And then, and then you forced me to host the, the <laughs> gambit. Uh, so, so I was trying to figure that out. It was, it was, uh, that was tricky. And I did not scout my opponent even a tiny bit. I just let my defenses roll over. I told him like he, he knew who I was. And so he messaged me. I told him, I was like, oh yeah, I'll switch my defenses, but I'm not really going to like, 
put much effort in. And I, that was totally a bluff. Like I just, <laughs> I just didn't even intend to change anything. So same defenses as I used against you. So he could probably, since he knew who I was, he probably had watched my match and knew exactly. Like, he's like, Oh, I recognize this defense. I know it's in the back, but um, you know, we attacked hit for hit and uh, I ended up, he did, he couldn't clear my top zone. So, uh, and I, I got all one shots, I think pretty sure. <laughs> I think there were a couple dicey ones, but yeah, I, I got, I got the win and um, that's what matters. So uh, round three, how was your round three solo? You got sloppy seconds. you you got the guy I, I had faced. I, I mean, the only thing I need to say about this is I listened to chat and I should never, never listen to chat on a stream. Um, we, so he was attacking the same time that I was and chat got it. It's stuck in my head that I need to. So he placed this mall team down uh, with the mall lead. And it had a, a super fast Sidious. It was a 307 Sidious, which means after the mall lead, it, it was like 337.5 Sidious. And they're like, you need to get out ahead of that Sidious. You need to get out ahead of that Sidious. It's going to steal banners. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, man, that Sidious is going to steal banners. He's going to open up with the AOE. God, they're so smart. The only way I can beat it, though, is with a Tarkin lead. I was like, Never use a Tarkin lead, people. Never, never use a Tarkin lead. That's that's where this is going to go to die. Never use a Tarkin lead. That was the dumbest move. If I had just taken a normal normal Vader lead, I would have gone second. I would have lost five banners. I would have had thrown on the team to replenish banners on two people. Um, and so I would have finished with a 57 and I would have easily beaten them. But no, I was like, oh, God, I have to go before Sidious. How do I not do this? Like, he's the most dangerous character in the game. And then I lost. Um, I lost because of Tarkin lead. So make no mistake. And people in the chat were like, yeah, but you got 47 against their Ray. And I did get 47 against their Ray because I did Sith Eternal with a couple tanks. I did, and I saved my Watt, thank God, in this match. Uh, I did Sith Eternal with four tanks. And they're like, Man, why are you doing that? And it's because Ray had JTR on it. And JTR actually applied healing immunity on, I think, three of my tanks in that match. So, like, she would have gotten my Sith Eternal, and it was an R8 Ray, and I would have died. Um, so, I got 47, but it's like a Supreme Leader Kylo beating Ray 47, where it's like you one shot it. And the bad banners are expected, make it up further down the road. Uh, and then against my Ray, he used Kylo, I assume, and got a 47. So, like, the two Rays were just kind of crossed out. And that stupid Tarkin lead is what ended up getting me. And I went went into fleet needing, what, a 66 on the final fleet battle. And it was against the Thrawn Empire team. And the stupid Thrawn, right before I got the killing blow, did its AOE. And there went three banners right there. So instead of finishing with a 67 for the easy win, I ended up finishing with a 64, and I lost by two banners. And I was so pissed. I mean, I I ended the stream as soon as you started your stream up, and I raided into you. And I just like, nope, not dealing with this. Signing off. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, world. Um
<laughs> so that's how my round ended. And Yeti, thank you for the raid. Good to see you, sir. Um, so how did your how did your uh, third round end? Um, not not as dramatically as yours. So <laughs> so yeah, the guy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I did research what he did a few times. Uh, I great mods, really good mods, and it turns out actually he has like a, a modding service, so that that makes sense that it would be oh. tough. But uh, they they definitely had. I had some mods, some mod advantage. Not not a huge amount though. So uh, you know, in certain places, and uh, I think um, so. I mostly kept the same defense. The main the main thing that I kept or that I did differently was. Um, I did take malevolence back for offense because, in my opinion, it's just too strong on offense. Like it, it's so versatile, and you can scale down, up and down, how much, uh, how many ships you're going to take if you need to at the end. If you really need banners, you can you can risk it, you know, and take fewer ships. So uh, I, I don't know, and that's not the only reason. But I do like I do like malevolence. Otherwise, I mostly kept the same defense. I put a grievous on defense again but with newt instead of bb8 uh that might be the only difference so uh i started off let's see i think i think the first fight actually was it the first first or second uh he had a he had a pretty strong ray team with zalbar on it like an invincible zalbar and uh one thing led to another and my i lost my first vader fight again countered to ray for in months and uh, that was a little upsetting. And then I, I was pretty bad with my geo cleanup. I, I ended up getting like the full 40 to clean it up, but uh, I took a lot of time because it was Zalbar and, and Ray. And it just took a really long time to actually get through Zalbar. Like I thought I was going to time out on Zalbar. I'd killed Ray. I was like, I think I might time out here. Crazy. Uh, didn't end up happening, but I thought it might. And after that, I was I was very efficient the rest of the way through, um, you know, 60s, 63s with with my uh, two Galactic Legends on offense. I, I ended up with a 21-16 after having failed one attack. So uh, I was feeling good. And my opponent doesn't have a history of, like, crazy efficiency. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then my opponent waited until the final hour to attack. And they... But they they beat they got a 58 on my Ray team. They got a 60 on my General Skywalker team, which I want to see what gets a 60 exactly. Like maybe Jedi Master Luke is my guess. Um, either way or Jedi whatever. I I mean I would think Sith Eternal and what? He doesn't have Sith Eternal though. Oh oh that's right yeah so yeah I don't know. So yeah, like Sith Eternal makes sense. I mean, 60 though, 60 is still, I mean, I, I guess that would be exactly potentially 60. I, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know what he did. He did get 60 and then he he ended up, he, he had General Skywalker on Darth Revan. And I know that because of a screenshot, he froze and he blamed that on his eventual loss. <laughs> uh, though, you know, and he's like ranting to his guild who had all told him like, oh, you're facing Zareth, you're facing a streamer and all this stuff. And he was, apparently the guy actually was just like asleep for the whole thing because he had a toothache or something random. And he just had like his, like someone else from his guild play his account. 
and like like a better player apparently i don't know and so the guy's like ranting like i i he was so easy to beat i could have beat him and like uh, you know i can't even i can't win without one of my teams and i mean first off he he kept a ton for offense like that's the only way i could have such an efficient right. score anyways um and, and then uh, but the second off even so he was saying like vader uh, his Vader would have gotten an easy 60 on my Vando team, which I I really don't think you get a 60 with Vader on that team. I really don't think you do. Uh, like with with Nest there, with with L3, and then Quill and IG. Like I, I just, all the counters, all the things, you might beat it. It's not going to be efficient. But even if he did, like he still dropped 10 on my Jedi Master Luke. He still dropped 16 in fleet because I had prime bots so I could see all these things. Um, and he would have still dropped like 10 with Darth Revan against my General Skywalker or vice versa with General Skywalker against my Darth Revan. Like even if he had done everything he said, I really don't think he would have won. Like I think he would have dropped at least 40 banners, which would be enough to price him out. So um, that being said, he did, he did, uh, disparage me quite a bit to his guild, so that was interesting to see the screenshots of. But I <laughs> uh, got got the win. Uh, ended up with three and zero, and still still undefeated this season. Surprisingly, excellent. All all hope is going on you now for GA Center. Uh, it all rests with you, Zareth. Take the pressure. Uh, yeah, I know. I dear Lord. I'm in, and actually, Fruit Ninja Mike lost. He did. So, um, you know, and I'm actually a little sad for him. He had quite the win streak. Like it's it's like 52 wins at, in Division One. 52 wins in a row is really good. And yeah. I mean, it's beneficial to me and to you. I still I still feel a little bad. That being said, like Bitcoin is still gonna just destroy me. Even if I do manage to somehow go undefeated, which I won't, I, I, I'm very well aware I'm not going to go undefeated, but even if I did, Bitcoin is still going to go undefeated and beat me by like 20 million banners. So I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was our weeks. God, let's, let's hit some of these podcast questions at least. Um, Oh man, we're like running out of time. We are. So, podcast question one: Is Bando good? Um. Yes. Yes, I agree. I mean, I I've I keep him on my Ray team, and he causes all sorts of problems. Um. And then he's. People say he gets beaten by everything on defense. It's not. It's not that simple. Um. He does get beat by a lot, but not. And then he beats Grievous for good banner. So uh, he's good. I, I think people saw him and expected another Jedi Knight Luke. And he's not Jedi Knight Luke, but I think he's still good. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. Like he's he's not Jedi Knight Luke level. That maybe eventually he will be. Who knows? Um, but right now he steals. He, he steals a lot of banners. Like that, I don't. I don't know what team beats him for sixty, other than, you know, like maybe you could solo him with a Galactic Legend or something like that. That would work, I think. But, 
like a, a non galactic legend team? What what beats him for sixty? I don't know. Like you, right. what did you use on him? You you ended up with like dropping a bunch of banners actually. Uh, what did I use on him? I used on yours. I ended up using Jedi Knight Luke lead. Right, right, and, and I, I ended up killing at least one of your sides. Yeah, they focused on Jedi Knight Revan. Like literally, hit any other Jedi, and. <laughs> I would have been fine because Savior would have propped, but they just went straight for Jedi Knight Revan the entire time. Um, stupid. It's annoying. Um, but yeah, uh, he's he's quote-unquote easy to beat like Grievous is easy to beat. Like If you have the right team, Grievous just goes down. If you don't have the right team, you're done. Um, and you can use bounty hunters. And you have used bounty hunters on them before, but you also need decent mods on those bounty hunters. It can't be like, oh, hey, look, my, my Boba has plus 90 speed and, you know, a little bit of offense. This will work. Like, you need decent bounty hunters to take him down. Well, you do. Like, people are saying bounty hunters in the chat and... Like, yeah, they could be some comps. I, I really think like L3 and Nest with Bando uh, and, uh, you know, Quill and IG, like, I, I don't think, I don't think that many bounty hunter teams are going to get 60. May, maybe some, maybe some, but you have to have invested a lot in bounty hunters to get, to make that happen. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'm like a really fast Bosque team it could probably get 60, but I don't know, like you... Anyways, it's, he's good. He's, he's good. Um, all right, next question. This is going to be an easy one for both of us to answer. I'm in the process of finally gearing and applying Zetas to the Imperial Troopers. Is the Zeta on Death Trooper useful, or should I just save it? <laughs> uh, so, Zareth, you want to answer that one? Um, the Zeta on Death Trooper useful. <laughs> I can answer that because I have it. Um, I'll I'll tell you what I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question in return. Has anyone found a comp where Krennic is useful? Because <laughs> if he is useful somewhere, like legitimately useful, not just like theoretically weirdly like replacing a way better character useful, um, just for the sake of argument, like if if you can find a good place for Krennic then that Zeta on Death Trooper is money, actually. It's great. Yeah. Um, which is why I have it, because Krennic was way back in the day part of an Empire comp that would actually, like, could beat the meta teams that existed. And then, like, almost immediately after I applied the Zeta, the whatever the new meta came out, was it, like, Palpatine or something? Came out and just dashed my hopes. But, like, that, that Zeta was really exciting for a little bit. It was, and then it wasn't really fast. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, the Death Trooper Zeta it gives a couple different things, but the big thing is Krennic gets hit and Death Trooper gets 100% turn meter. I should say Krennic gets crit and Death Trooper gets 100% turn meter. Right. Um, oh yeah, and uh, someone said, "Did didn't Maul come out? No, I think he countered Maul. He was 
Uh, he was part of that group. Actually, I think he, he's even beating uh, Ray teams, Jedi Turning Ray. I think it was Palpatine that finally did him in. Palp is what did Krennic in, yeah. Um, all right, next one. I see people don't put full reinforcement in ships on defense time to time. Does this actually help on banners? And I will say, since you took the last one, it doesn't help on banners, but it helps on reinforcement order. So if you want a certain ship to come out, like I see a lot of times, especially on malevolence, people will want a vulture to come out first. And so they'll put vulture in the first slot. They'll put geo spy in the second slot, and then they won't put anything else because usually a tank is going to get called first. And then some other stupid ship will get called and, Vulture will never get called out. So when there's less reinforcements, it's because they want a certain ship to get called out. And sometimes that works for you. Like if I had done that against Zareth, I very well might have won the match because Landino would not have been called out first. Um, But I've also been in situations where I've only won because they didn't have a fourth reinforcement and I did. So I I think it really depends on... Um, what your strategy is and what you're trying to do. Right. Uh, well, and that's just the thing you, uh, the other, the other piece uh, you just, I will, I like to be cautious too. Like if you can afford to only have three on defense uh, or three in reinforcements, uh, if you can consistently do that, you give yourself another fleet. If you need to just like use wave after wave of fleets because you have a finite number of fleets available. So, yeah, you know, like uh, a lot of people will end up with one more capital ship than they have. They only have the ship. They don't actually have any guys to go with them. And so, I mean, that's a fringe. I've never gone to that point. Hopefully I never do. But I mean, I've seen, seen instances where it would have been helpful. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, next one. What are the most important non-GL characters, excluding what, to prioritize the counter GLs? If I'm trying to limit my relic numbers for matchmaking purposes, but can't avoid getting matched against GLs, which characters are needed um, to counter most GLs? And this, it's an interesting one because it really depends on what GL you're facing, basically. Sure. I think the most broadly applicable is definitely Vader. There is a Vader comp to counter every single Galactic Legend. Not every single iteration, but Vader can most like can counter most generalized teams. Like it, you, it's not always the same comp, not always the same strategy. But Vader, if you want one character to focus on, it would be Vader. Um, yeah. Jedi Knight Luke would be another one, I think. Um, what about what do you think? Uh, gas too, because gas, sure. mm-hmm. gas uh, with the Supreme Leader Kylo cheese basically will he'll beat Supreme Leader Kylo. Um, so those three, uh, those are really the important ones. I can tell you, like on my Ray counter, I've done it with G12 Vader or G12 Treya and G12 Shore, and I lose banners because they end up eventually dying. But if you're trying to limit your relics and you don't care about losing the banners, um, they don't necessarily quote-unquote need uh, relics. 
they want them. <laughs> Better banners if you have them, but I, I've done it with undergeared. But you can't you can't do it with an undergeared Vader. Uh, all right, uh, next one. This is kind of a funny one um, because if you're on our Discord server, <laughs> the person that asked this posted uh, he he beat his opponent and then got called all sorts of farm animals, basically being told he was talking, talking to a rooster and it's a conversation. So absurd. You have to see it to believe it, but what's the best insult an opponent has ever said to you after a match? I've gotten insulted too much. One guy told me he reported me for uh, cheating, which was probably my favorite because it's like, wow, you think I did so well on you that I cheated. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you? I've gotten, I've gotten the year you clearly cheated uh, insult. Most of the time, it's just like they just leave the chat room. Like they don't say anything. They'll just, or they'll put it down a curse that you can't see because, you know, it turns into little stars with the filter. Um, and it's just like a one word, you just see four stars. And then it's like so and so left the room. So I haven't had too many that are, you know, make you laugh type situations okay that's fair uh i i only i just chuckle when other people when people want to get into it i I don't know yeah i also don't engage in back and forth on these like if somebody's nice i'll absolutely talk to them um if somebody is not nice (laughs) i just i don't respond and just kind of yeah all right, moving on. Uh, all right, next question. Uh, so some of these are we're running out of time. So why don't we do this? Uh, clutch team. Is there any clutch teams that uh, you keep in reserve or you always want as a just in case things go bad? I guess I like... I like to have bounty hunters, honestly, like they're, they're so all comers, honestly, like they'll, they will finish off galactic legends if you have them high enough relic. Uh, so, you know, they're good. They like, I can't think of a team that they're just completely helpless against. Like, so yeah. there's certain teams, like you don't want to take them into, but if, it, you know, if you need to, they're a pretty good desperation team and they, they have so much versatility. Like they, they deny revives. They, they can ignore taunt. They can, they can deny, uh, they can deny stealth if they want. If you take Dengar, you can, you can get you their contract really fast. If you outspeed and you can get a quick disintegrate, like, Bounty Hunters are really good. I, I love having them in my back pocket. I don't always use them, but I mean, they're, they're the road to six to 60 banners too. A lot of times, uh, if, if you follow, if you find the right teams, you can absolutely do that. Yeah. I like geos are my clutch team to have in reserve. They just, they are so versed. They're kind of like bounty hunters. They're, di- they're different. They don't prevent revives, but they can do so much if you play them right and you spread the ability blocks. And I mean, Geo's counter every single Galactic Legend. Just you have to change the lineup a little bit. Cause like Kylo and Poggle do not mix. <laughs> they do not mix well for for you if you're attacking. Uh, they mix great for Kylo, 
but when he's removing turn meter, you know, does not mix there. But they'll clean up uh, Galactic Legends. That I've had them clean up uh, Jedi Master Luke with Jolie before on a cleanup. So they can clean up Galactic Legends with multiple people. You use them on Rey and Zalbar. Um, so Geos are my ultimate keep it in the back pocket, ready to kill something um, team. Oh yeah, they're, they're very versatile, especially on offense now. Yes. Uh, all right, we're over the two-hour mark, so we'll save a couple of these for next time. Uh, let's, let's do an alt-lightning round solo. Yes, alt-lightning round. Uh, so my alt, for those of you that don't know, it's what, 6.7, 6.8? maybe a little higher million. It's, it's a main account, basically just, it's my alt. Uh, I went three and zero this week. First round was not auto deploy. Second round, my opponent put both galactic legends on defense. It was Ray and Supreme leader Kylo. I put one of my galactic legends on defense because I just used the Jedi at Revan Jedi Luke counter to his Kylo. Um, and then he couldn't even clear my front zone with the Ray. And then in the third one, um, we both we both put a galactic legend down on defense. We both put a galactic or kept one for offense. We both full cleared. My opponent lost to GG Newt, which of all the teams I put on defense, which is like Darth Revan, CLS, and Galactic Legends, that's the team that I got a loss with. So I can't complain there. Um, so what about you? You have you have two alt counts because you're a masochist. Uh, how did your alt counts do? You keep saying that I'm a masochist, and you're right every time. <laughs> um, yes. My 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 alts, uh, you know. First, I guess this is my first week two in Division One, and I don't know. Like it, it was easy, I guess. Like it, no one was that challenging. I just kind of, I don't know. I I did well. It was. You know, at risk of sounding like super braggy, I just, yeah, it was, it, it wasn't super hard. I, I guess I expected more like division two, I'd find some more people who had like a super, you know, heavily invested roster or something like some, some kind of new shenanigans and it wasn't, it didn't really happen. So um, I think the lowest score I've gotten so far was, is been like a, a 21, 25 something like that this this season so yeah doing doing well enough and uh yeah and then my my prevail man that was that was a little bit scarier um i uh my first two matches i got really good banners my second my last one i couldn't full clear uh, and my opponent, because my opponent put everything on defense, they couldn't full clear. I ended up beating them by two banners, and I prevailed, man. So <laughs> it was good. Uh, so so far this season, eighteen and zero across my three accounts. Nice. That is that does not suck, huh? <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I mean, you're having a fantastic season. That's obvious. Um, so. What have you done in the last week to um, improve your roster to help you with this fantastic season? <laughs> I spent money uh, to to soft whale, uh, light whale, whatever you want to call it, 
on armor. Not bad. Not That's bad. I, I um <laughs> so I spent most of the week this week uh farming <sighs> stupid hard nodes for what's the piece? Uh for the Mark 7 BAW armor mod. That's the one that you can convert into the third relic salvage really cheaply. In theory, it's really cheap. The uh, chromium transistors, because I was completely out of them and I needed to, I spent four or five days farming those stupid pieces, uh, like, you know, beginner's pieces of gears, just so I can convert it into relic material. And I'm up to 700 of the chromium transistors now. So I'm not even done. I'm not even ready for the next Galactic Legend. But I, I figured I had enough that I could stop for now. Um, and then I'm going to say that I'm getting Shore Trooper to gear 13. He needs about 30 more med packs. And so if the stores are kind to me tomorrow, I will have a Shore Trooper G13 for lock which will be nice. very nice. Um, I just, I need, I need the RNG gods in the stores to be kind <laughs> for that to happen in time. There. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what comes next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, agreed. I, I think, I think this week we're going to have a quiet week. Um, I don't, I don't expect much from CG this week because it's the first week of Conquest. I'm really curious to see if we get an update the following week. So that would be the week of the 15th through the 19th because I, I've i been predicting for a while that the, the next Galactic Legends would be announced the week of the 22nd. So I'm really curious to see if anything happens between now and then. Yeah, Um Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully we get some news. I would like news. Yeah. And so I like I said, I don't think it's this week. We'll see. I it might make sense for them to wait to do an update until after the uh this conquest is over, so two weeks. I don't know. Uh I d we'll see. We will see. Well, yeah, it seems seems like if they're gonna announce something that they're gonna let us have a week to play with our new toy, I think, without well, without shaking things up too much. That's a, that's why I, I wonder because so we're having this is normal week and then the following week is hard week or this week and next week are normal week. The following week is hard week. So I wonder if they release new toys for hard week and say, hey, you're hitting you're able to do the hard conquest now. Here's a new toy for that conquest. Spend money. <laughs> True. That, that could absolutely be what happens. Yeah. I mean, that's pure speculation. That's not based on anything. More of a hope, really. Fair. Yeah. All right. With that said, guys, I think it's time to call it quits. I think so. Um, yeah, I... For those of you who want to support me getting a partner uh, with Twitch, I would love if you wanted to come and hang out for a little bit. I'm just going to do a probably a pretty short stream, but I need more days streamed to, to make partners. So 
Um, I think I'm going to go, I think we're just gonna, I'm gonna do a quick stream for like an hour or ish and uh, explore the new game mode. Uh, but that being said, I guess we didn't, we didn't sign off here on uh, the, the podcast. So guys, don't be dicks. So thank you everybody for joining. Thank you, Gom and Yeti for the two raids. 